0: Yo, Old Jizzle from Orlando. We one game behind them Saints. In spite of everything that went wrong this season, one game behind the Saints. Let's go. Let's go, Bucks. You are Locked
1: On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10. The most distinctive designers working today using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. I am James Yarko, flying solo on this episode, but you can find everything that David Harrison and I are doing over at BucksNation.com, and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Kicking off this episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast is uh, going to be a bit of a rant. Are y'all ready to get mad with me? Because you should already be mad. I might just be firing you back up after what transpired last night. But the NFL Pro Bowl rosters were announced. And Jason Pierre-Paul is the lone Tampa Bay Buccaneer in the Pro Bowl. There's no game. This is just kind of a um, honorary title this year. The guys are gonna get their bonuses and, and what have you. But we've talked about it numerous times on this podcast, both David and myself, about the constant snubbing of Levante David, how the Bucks are overlooked because they're, you know, they have good players, but typically on a bad team with a losing record. This is absolutely inexcusable. What transpired for the Pro Bowl. The Buccaneers and the Dolphins are the only two teams with winning records that have that do not have multiple Pro Bowlers. You had San Francisco 49er linebacker, Fred Warner, get in ahead of Levante David and Devin White. I mean, if, if you have to choose between the two Buccaneers inside linebackers, I'm going to lean Devin White. As much as I love Levante as it is, it is often as he's been snubbed in the past, Devin White is having a better year. But Fred Warner gets in the Pro Bowl. He has no sacks. He has no forced fumbles. Two interceptions. Four tackles for loss. 101 tackles. Devin White... Eight sacks, 13 tackles for loss, 130 tackles. Levante has one and a half sacks. He's got an interception. 11 tackles for loss, 104 tackles. How in the world can anyone justify putting Fred Warner as a pro bowler over Devin White Or Levante David. Are you kidding me? This is a team in the San Francisco 49ers that don't have a winning record. They will not be competing for a postseason berth. And they get a linebacker named to the Pro Bowl over two of the best inside linebackers in all of football. I mean, we've talked about it time and again, you can call us bias all you want, but Levante David and Devin White are the best linebacking duo in all of football. Both of them have better stats than Fred Warner. Both of them have made bigger impacts than Fred Warner, and he's going to get named to the Pro Bowl? Are you kidding me? This is insanity. Who is in charge of these decisions? It's amazing to me that the Buccaneers, despite what your preconceived notions of them were, despite what your expectations of them were, they are a playoff team with a winning record still in the hunt to win their division and they get one pro bowler. I can even overlook Mike Evans or Chris Godwin not getting in. Because they haven't had Pro Bowl caliber seasons. They haven't. The ball has been spread out, you know, more so than it has in the past five, six, seven, eight years. But you mean to tell me that Ryan Jensen doesn't deserve a Pro Bowl bid? What about Alex Kappa? David was on here talking about the Pro Bowl voting as it stood during that episode, and he was surprised that Alex Kappa was as high up on the list as he was, and you know, even made the uh the comment that it could be because his name is at the top of the list for alphabetical order. Alex Kappa has not allowed a sack this year, Alex Kappa is having a pro bowl caliber season. You want to talk about Tom Brady not making the pro bowl? You know what? I can even let that one slide too. The NFC quarterback's Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, all of them having absolutely phenomenal seasons. Phenomenal seasons. But you take a look at who the tight end is for the NFC Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram got voted into the Pro Bowl. OJ Howard is more deserving of a Pro Bowl nod, and he hasn't played in three months. The Pro Bowl continues to prove that it is nothing more than a farce, nothing more than a joke, nothing more than a name recognition, big market, popular city, popular vote. That is it. We've talked about it till we were blue in the face that... The arrival of Tom Brady was finally going to bring some recognition to the guys on this roster that deserved it. Guys like Levante David, guys like Ali Marpet, guys like Mike Evans even, to a certain extent. And nope, nope. Everybody go ahead and ignore the Pro Bowl caliber players on this Buccaneers roster because... Tampa Bay is just not a sexy market. It's not a sexy team. They don't have a wide national fan base like the 49ers do. So let's throw their subpar linebacker into this game over Devin White or Levante David. Let's ignore Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, and Ali Marpet's contributions to the protection of Tom Brady. And oh, by the way, I don't know, maybe opening up holes for the number five rusher in the NFL and Ronald Jones. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All you guys get is JPP. You should be thankful that we're giving you that because you guys are the Buccaneers. And, um, you know, the NFL doesn't feel like recognizing the players that deserve it. All I can say, I saw Carmen Vitali say this on Twitter and I could not agree more. We better have about five or six all pro selections coming up when those announcements are made because this Pro Bowl crap is just absolutely inexcusable and infuriating. So that's how we've kicked off this show. But, you know, things are going to take a little bit of a turn here for the better. I will be far less upset and angry, but I had to get that off of my chest. Um, Coming up, we got a couple of voicemails from some of our loyal listeners. We, You know we love playing those. On Tuesdays when I'm all by myself and David isn't here to reel me in or rein me in. uh, So I can go on these rants and he can't stop me. And he's probably shaking his head in disgust right now. But before we get to those voicemails, of course, we have to give a shout out to our friends over at betonline.ag. Are we ready for some football? College football is heading into bowl season and there are some big matchups coming up the NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming more and more clear by the day there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus you got the Buccaneers coming up against the Detroit Lions this Saturday, you got a Christmas Day game between the Vikings and the Saints. The day after Christmas triple header, all kinds of action coming up this weekend. And right around the corner, you have the NBA tipping off. And coming up, January 13th, the NHL will drop the puck on the 2021 season. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Voicemails and conversation about the Buccaneers' victory over the Atlanta Falcons coming up next here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Tuesday edition here of the Locked On Bucks podcast, and we are going to dive into the voice mailbox so that I can talk to some of our listeners in a much more calm fashion after being so upset over the Pro Bowl and how disgusting the selections were. Um, I think we need to reach out to Carmen Vitale and get her on here because I'll bet she wants to rant and vent. She is not a happy person on Twitter right now, but... We've talked about the Pro Bowl. Let's talk about the Buccaneers and the Falcons. And loyal listener, loyal caller, first up, friend of the show, our buddy
1: Tyler from Boston. What's up, boys? Tyler from Boston. This game doesn't feel real. I mean, what can you say? This it. Oh, my God, how weird. Bucks fans have been seeing, seeing games that were the tale of two halves, but this was total Jacqueline Hyde. I mean, we couldn't be more terrible in the first half. Bruce Arians is treating this like a playoff game? Yeah, right. We looked unprepared. We couldn't execute and looked like we had no sense of urgency. But I don't know what kind of speech was given during that halftime period, but my Lord, it really felt like these teams exaggerated their trends. The Bucks are known for getting off the slow starts and the Falcons are known for not being able to finish games, both in excess. And man, it was too interesting. Look, we as Bucks fans are biased, but I think anyone would tell you that the better team won today. And I'm grateful for the win. I really am. And I commend the adjustments that were made. I commend the second half performances. We got flat out embarrassed in the first half. And I swear the amount of times that I heard a broadcaster, a coach or somebody say, you know, these are teachable moments, these slow starts. I'm not sure that the Bucks are learning from them. Not the coaches, not the players, but luckily, we only held the Falcons to 17 points in the first half because it could have been a lot worse. We just need to have better game plans and execution in the first half of games, plain and simple. I know we scored 31 points in the second half. I know Brady did Brady things, and I know Fournette looked better. But, I mean, that just doesn't seem sustainable. Luckily, you can adjust. But, I mean, I don't think you can sustain that in the playoffs. It just doesn't seem real. But, luckily, we did get the win. Very happy for that. Um, I have a feeling the next time that these teams meet, it's gonna be interesting, just hopefully not too interesting like it was today. Go Bucks.
2: Tyler, thank you very much for the call. Always appreciate it. Yeah, I mean I, I used that exact term in my pick six over at Bucksnation.com that dropped on Monday morning. That yeah, talk about Jekyll and Hyde. It really I mean, you can use all the um <clears throat> You can use all the cliches that you want. Jekyll and Hyde, Taylor Two Halves, whatever it is. Um, I thought what Devin White said after the game was very telling about this team and how they approach these games. They they don't like these slow starts either. But Devin White said that they're always calm because they know how good they are. Which could be dangerous if you think about it. You think could fall behind you know, 14, 17, 21 points against a team in the postseason and remain calm on the sideline thinking, you know, well, you know, we're good enough. We can come back and win this, which is somewhat true. But against playoff teams, it's not going to be as easy as it was against the Atlanta Falcons. So the sustainability of being able to play in this fashion is not great. You get into the postseason and you know, the other teams are just as good at at being able to come back from these multi-score deficits as you are. You guys are all in the playoffs for a reason. And if the Bucs get in, it looks like, you know, there's a 99% chance that they're getting in as a wildcard team. So they're going to go up against a team that won their division, whereas the Buccaneers didn't. You're going to be playing in their house, in their elements. So you can't rely on just how good you are, quote-unquote, and expect to be able to come back from these multi-score deficits, these slow starts. And I said it in, in my pick six. I said it on yesterday's episode as well. Any Bucks fan would take the first complete game, 60 minutes of solid football on both sides of the ball. You know, any fan would take that first performance being in the postseason. I think without question, because if this team plays 60 minutes of football on offense and 60 minutes of football on defense, they are probably one of, if not the toughest team to eliminate from the postseason because they are that good. They are that talented where the frustration is creeping in, where the irritation is creeping in, where the doubt and the skepticism is creeping in is the fact that we have not seen them put together that level of game yet this season. We've seen flashes, but as far as coming out of the gate from the jump, from coin toss to handshakes, we have not seen this Buccaneers team be at their best from beginning to end. It's always, you know, a quarter here or the second half there or dig yourself a hole in the first quarter. Now you got to outwork the other team twice as hard for the rest of the game. You know, and we've seen them almost complete those comebacks. We saw it against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I think we can all agree, Kansas City Chiefs favored to win the Super Bowl, right? That's the team to beat. That's the team everybody is scared of. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the Buccaneers played them you know, horrendously in the first quarter. Played them tough the rest of the game crawled back into that game and almost gave themselves an opportunity to win. Same with the Rams. It was a terrible game, but they almost did enough to come back and win. So what what we're all frustrated about, what we all want to see, what we all know that they're capable of is playing that complete game. And again, if it happens in round one of the playoffs, I think we will all be elated at the result, it doesn't matter if they end up playing in New Orleans, it doesn't matter if they end up playing in Washington or in New York or in Seattle or wherever. Does not matter. If this Buccaneer squad comes out and plays 60 minutes of the football we know they're capable of, there's not a team in the NFC that or for that matter, the NFL, that they cannot go out there and beat. With that, we got to hit one more break before we get to our final voicemail of the show. And of course, this show is brought to you in a part by our friends over at Built Go. Whether it's a mental or a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. They are easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can throw it in your briefcase, your backpack, your golf bag, your purse, your workout bag. However you need to transport it, boom, goes in your bag, easy to transport, easy to take with you on the go. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus it's natural, so it's better for your body comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system quickly, and it's easy on the stomach. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health, so this stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED. And you will receive 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, deputy editor of BucksNation.com, with you all today. David Harrison will be back tomorrow. We will put a bow on this Falcons game and we will start to look ahead to the matchup with the Detroit Lions on Saturday, yes, Saturday, December 26th up there in the Motor City. I had plans on going to that game, but uh we all know what we'll put a stop to that. No, it wasn't the Christmas schedule. It was the Ronas. Uh so yeah, I'll be watching from home as I normally do. Uh not going to make the uh the 7-hour round trip drive to and from Detroit to go to that one. Uh, but before we start diving in too deep on the Detroit Lions, we have another voicemail to get to to wrap things up uh, over the uh, the win against the Atlanta Falcons. And it's our boy, Steven from North Alabama.
0: What's up, boys? Stephen from North Alabama. Two big things. First thing, there's one thing that has not changed since Tom Brady and the rest of the Brady Bunch have come to Tampa Bay. And that is these games feel like they take weeks off of my life. But the one thing that has changed is that it seems like we win a lot more often than we lose these games. So I am very grateful for that. Um, definitely a stressful game in that first half. You could take that first half, crumple it up, throw it in the trash. That that first half was absolute garbage. I was I was quite stressed out. But that second half was unbelievable. I mean, Tom went off. Mike was going off. A.B. was going off. Uh, We finally started unleashing Devin White to let him do what he does best. And then Antoine Winfield Jr., just an absolute stud. That pass block in the end zone was stellar. And uh, I think everyone's going to talk about that. But I believe that uh, all CD3 had uh, had a knockdown in the end zone, too. That was quite epic as well. Maybe not quite as epic as the diving block, but just as important, I think. Man, I tell you what, I'm very happy to have a win. Um, this team would be an absolute juggernaut if we could play four quarters like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever figure it out. But uh, if we can win games playing only half a game, and carry that in the playoffs and, and keep doing that, then I'll tell it because this is a Best we've ever been in quite a while, so um you know I'm happy, I'm happy. there's reason to be frustrating but but I'm happy so uh once again, we'll be taking another victory shot, and uh to answer your question, James, from last week, we take Jose Cuervo with a little bit of lime juice for our victory shots. You are welcome to take whatever kind of shot you like, but this is the official social distance shot I'm taking with both of you if you would like to participate so go bucks you guys are great talk to you next time bye
2: steven thank you very much for the call look i don't have any jose laying around but i and and i'll be honest i'm not much of a tequila guy but i really want to get my hands on a bottle of that teddy mana tequila that the rock is pushing um you know that's that's his brand it's it's shattered sales records for for alcohol and for tequila and by the way public service announcement drink responsibly please don't drink and drive you know you guys know the drill we we care about you all be smart but i really want to get my hands on a bottle of that teddy mana because from what i've heard from people that have actually had it it is the absolute hands down smoothest tequila they've ever had so i'm really interested to try it once i get my hands on a bottle Steven, you and I—we're gonna do uh, a victory shot of tequila together. Until then, I'm gonna stick with my uh, with my Bacardi and cokes. And uh, tis the season. Got myself a little bit of eggnog, and I do the grown up eggnog. My kids can drink, you know, the the regular one. I I get a little quart for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, good good heavens. Um, You know, this team, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. They would be an absolute juggernaut if they can play four quarters like that. That's what we talked about in the last segment. But a couple of things that you pointed out, Antoine Whitfield Jr. just continues to be absolutely next level. He is wise beyond his years as far as football is concerned. And yeah, we all know the play that you're talking about because it looked like the easiest touchdown of all time. I can't remember who the receiver was. I want to say it was Russell Gage. All by himself. Just no one near him. And here comes Antoine Winfield Jr. Screaming into the picture. Leaps up. Nearly gets the interception. Just absolutely mind-blowing play. By someone who should be in consideration of defensive rookie of the year. But... We know he won't be because he plays for the Buccaneers, and it's probably the same people picking that to pick the uh, the Pro Bowl. Actually, it's not, but you know how that goes. Defensive Player of the Year is going to ultimately end up going to Chase Young. We all we all know that stupid Buckeyes. Uh, also, David's not here to stop me from saying things like that, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, it was it it was a little concerning when Carlton Davis left for the rest of the game. You know, he was out. And then it was all of a sudden, it's, you know, okay, this defense has already had some trouble stopping the Falcons. Now they're losing their number one corner for the rest of the game. I want to know, and I'm going to pose this question to you guys. You can weigh in. I'm also going to pose this question to David for when he comes back on the show tomorrow. What do we need to do to get Cockrell more playing time? Because when that kid has been on the field, he has done an absolutely outstanding job. He filled in for Jamel Dean. He jumped in and he was filling in for Carlton Davis yesterday when he went down. I like Sean Murphy Bunting. David and I were talking, you know, after we recorded the show. And and we both kind of agree. Sean Murphy Bunting's ceiling is average to maybe slightly above average. You know, Jamel Dean, his speed is great. But he's not turning into the corner that I expected him to turn into, and many of you expected him to turn into. Cockrell is absolutely fantastic. From what we've seen in small bursts and flashes, I truly, truly believe that he needs more playing time. We need to see him on the field more often, and maybe that's a spark that the Bucks use heading into the postseason in the secondary is... More use of Cockrell in the secondary. Maybe you slide Sean Murphy bunting out and you put Cockrell in. Maybe you're using him more in these, these nickelback sets. I'm not sure how you're going to get him in there unless Todd Bowles looks at it and says, you know what, SMB, you, you make some good plays, but you also make some massive mistakes. Matt Ryan picked you apart up and down the field. In the first half, the first time we played Atlanta, it's time to give the other kid a shot. I don't know. But I want to see more of, of Cockrell, and I want to see more of him quickly. Because I think that kid can really provide a spark to this defense with how well and how tough he plays the game. With that, I am out of here. I appreciate all of you that called in Ojizzle to kick off the show Tyler from Baston. Steven from North Alabama. appreciate you guys as always. Uh, to the people that uh, had the final say in the Pro Bowl rosters, I don't appreciate you. And I will gladly do your job for you and probably do it for a smaller salary. Until tomorrow, of course, you can check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. You can send in your voicemails to 813 444 for one. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JArco underscore Bucks, at Harrison 82 and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.